Um, all right, so we are not going to do an intro because we're going to do an intro at the end, and we certainly won't forget because we're very organized. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Context Free. This is Jason M. And I'm Jason K. And today we uh, we have a, a couple topics. So we're going to start off with uh, kind of an abstract of discussion of, you know, when are you done with a game? You know, when are you complete? We're going to talk about Seventh Continent, a uh, fancy, fancy board game. Recent Kickstarter. Recent Kickstarter. We're going to talk about uh, the new AAA title, God of War. On PS4. Uh, yes, specifically. And last but not least, uh, tiny bubbles, small little iOS game that I've been enjoying this week. Awesome. What's on your mind lately? What's on my mind lately? Um, being sick for a week has been on my freaking mind. That's my, um, sorry to hear that. Well, you know, I, I'm right now I'm, I, I'm going to a, do a martial arts tournament after doing nothing for a week tomorrow so that's on my mind at the moment and uh smashing things in god of war is on my mind okay um let's see what else is on my freaking mind um the seventh continent box is awesome okay yeah the seventh continent box is pretty (laughs) cool we're going to talk about that a little bit later The, the seventh continent box is the uh that is kind of the inspiration for what i wanted to talk about today which is when are you done with a game? Are you done with Seventh Continent? Hell no. Oh, okay. Not even close. No. Um, we have a lot, long way to go, and I hope it lasts forever because I think it's amazing. Um, so done with a sitting of a game? No, or done I'm, with talking, like, I'm talking about... never want to play this game again. No, I'm not talking about done in a, in a <laughs> negative sense. I'm talking about in a positive sense. So if I finish a, if I finish a game, right, if I finish... Um, Oxenfree or finish XCOM 2 or, right. or some game like that. And and I think part of what happens this is with video games, but I'll also talk about with board games. With video games, you know, you have the achievements and Xbox or trophies and PS4. And those are kind of nefarious because they <laughs> what they do is they hint at all the stuff that you didn't do. Almost like they gamify. Well, think about it, right? Go way back in the day to LucasArts <laughs> games. You you finish Monkey Island or you finish Maniac Mansion or something right. like that. You finish that game, mm-hmm. you're done. Like You're probably not going to go back and play that type of a game again. You made it all the way through. You solved all the puzzles. You probably didn't see all the things. So maybe 10 years later, right? For Maybe, yeah. just for, for yeah. nostalgia. But I'm saying like you will, if somebody asked you, did you finish the game? You'd say, I finished the game. But now you finish games and, or you, you get to the end, you see the credits, right? So I was playing this game Minute, right? And this game Minute, M-I-N-I-T. It was really cool. It was mm-hmm. every, every, it was very black and white Zelda style, mm-hmm. like original Zelda right. um, style game. And every life you have lasts 60 seconds. That's why it's called Minute. Okay. And so you're, you're adventuring and, and. So did you last for 60 seconds and then you won the game? No, because oh. then you start over, but you've, you've changed the world in some way. Oh, and it's so a, now you've opened up some door that wasn't there mm-hmm. and now you can keep going or you've got, you found a new house. So now you can be closer to wherever. So I finished this game, I so, got which this, is a one minute long roguelike essentially. Each life is one minute long. So you, right. then you start again, but yeah, yeah, it's a one minute long. It's one minute long. Um, it's not roguelike cause it's not uh, randomly generated. So it was all, Oh, but you, you progress. Yeah. yeah. It was imagine if you were playing, the old NES Zelda and each life you had was one minute. Okay. And and you just kept 
you know, moving forward and you found items. And so now I found the item, I found the saw that lets me cut through this wood, which previously was stopping me to getting to this other place, which now I can start there. Right. So it's that type of All right. sort of very organic checkpointing. And you stopped playing this game in the game while well, the credits rolled. Okay. So am I done? I don't know. Well, I don't know. So the, the achievements told me that I finished 55% of the game, right? There was the achievements don't want you to be done. Sure, they want me to stay They're engaged with you. the game. Yeah. Sure, and there's other things, and but I was able to finish the game without finding all the coins, without finding all the hearts, without finding all the tentacles for the octopus that was in the water in the underground temple. So, what, so what you're saying, <laughs> so what you're saying is this game had no like deliver this postcard to someone kind of. No, tasks. it did. I, the game starts with you finding a cursed sword on the ground. Naturally. And you are stuck with this sword, and you have to go destroy the factory that is producing these cursed swords. Oh, Jesus! a cursed sword factory. <laughs> so, so that's what you do in this game, right? All right. So I did that. All right. I destroyed the factory. I won. I don't feel the need. Like, some people I know are completionists. They'll, like, go and make the YouTube channel or the game wiki thing to you know with like every single walkthrough right and you don't do that so so let me say this differently so what if and and because this makes me think of you know playing a a witcher 3 sort of game where there's essentially like a list somewhere of things that you you are responsible for going to go do and they're important things that are part of the actual You're talking like narrative quest log. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That's your fancy words for it. But, <laughs> but, um, do you, do you feel obligated to do all those tasks in that situation? Or is it just this, like, there are some secrets that you didn't find, like the secrets I didn't find. Cause I felt like I didn't, that there were whole things that I never even had the opportunity right. to decide whether I wanted to do them or not. So right. If I'm playing Skyrim and I have 80 side quests, I'm okay skipping 50 of those. Okay. Right. Because I, I basically figured that at some point I've leveled past some of them. Like I don't, I'm not a big fan of a particular area. Maybe I didn't like the art or whatever in that area. You know, I just like, I'll pass on that. And Witcher 3, lots of them will disappear if you get too far along. Sure. Yeah. Right. And they. So, but you, you don't completion play those sort of things. I do not. Okay. I do not. Um, Interesting. I don't. Huh. I don't completion, and I'm not sure if I completion play anything. Like I said, when I beat XCOM 2 and I won the final battle, I did not do every achievement. I'm certainly not going to go back to get just to play through the right. 30 hours to get a few more achievement points. Like, who cares? <laughs> I don't, you know, I will possibly do it on a harder difficulty. Right. Just because that's a challenge. That's more satisfying. That's more satisfying. But just to go through it to like find the things I didn't find, I basically say if the credits roll, I'm good. I'm done. I'll move on to the next thing. Like I've, hmm. cause I don't think that a game designer is creating a game where if they allow the credits to roll and I'm using that in a metaphorical sense, like not credits don't literally roll in every game, but you know, often they do, um, that they have decided as the game designer that I've seen a sufficient amount of the game. And if I hadn't, they wouldn't let the credits roll. Right. Right. It's kind of like, and putting this into tabletop terms, when we finished pandemic legacy season one, mm-hmm. right. We knew off the bat there's going to be between 12 and 24 games because we know there's 12 months Mm -hmm. and you play either one or two games per month. And when December ends, it's over. Yeah. And there's no mechanic for you to go find the secret zombie villages that you didn't find without going to go open some secret door or something. But I feel no sense of loss for anything that maybe we didn't open. 
Right? Okay. Yeah. You know, and I, and th- but I like that because that was closure. That was like, okay, some people can't stand that idea. And we've talked about the legacy stuff before. Some people don't like, <laughs> like how it's done. Right. And I'm like, well, that's fine. That's we're, we're, we're good with that. We'll, we'll set that aside. We'll be, we'll be done with that. And, and I'm okay. Or these puzzle games, I'm totally fine with it being like, I did that. I play that or right. anything that's consumable. So I, I go through those quest logs and I will go through them. Yeah. However, there, there are all these sort of situations where, you know, in, um, oh gosh, what, are, what what's the, what's the games Assassin's Creed, right? Like there's, there's uh in that game right. series there's like feathers floating in random places that you have yes. to go jump I, I could care less about these kind of narrative list little count the things things i find well, how how are the feathers in assassin's creed different from the 40 side quests in witcher 2 or witcher 3 because Every single side quest has some right, like something happens. Okay. It's kind of fun. It's actually, it actually feels like you're playing the game versus when you're going to go jump off of things to go find some random feather somewhere. It's sure. just on a, a list of a hundred or whatever that they're you know, making you literally jump through hoops. They're making you literally <laughs> jump through hoops. And like, there's no, there's no, I have no motive. Right. Other than right. like, I'm a better gamer. Right. Like I'm so, right. I don't know. I, I'm. I have no motive to do those sort of things. So I will go through every single stupid side quest in mm-hmm. these stupid games. Yeah. Um, cause I freaking paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's not why, but, but because it's the act to me, that's the game right. versus something that's a little more arcadey, like go collect all the, you know, power pills or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I have no, no motivation hmm. to do now. That said, I will replay on the same level, right? Not necessarily harder, sometimes harder, um, narrative games, right? And to me, it's like watching the same. It's like watching Star Wars over and over. Wow. And over okay. Again. I don't think I've ever replayed a narrative game. Yeah. So I, I've played most of. So let's see. Uh, Last of Us, I've probably played three times. I don't know. Maybe four. I, 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 I'd have to think. Mm-hmm. Um, I've played through the. Uh, the other Naughty Dog games a couple times, um, and I've definitely played Alien Isolation like three, three okay. times. Now to so, what to what end? Like just because that's I like watching it, a movie. It's fun because like watching... yeah. So and you know I don't play them back to back, right? Like I, when mm-hmm. I get done with a round of, it's like you don't go watch hmm. some classic film. I don't go. I, I I watch Casablanca pretty regularly, but I don't watch it twice a day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. It's interesting because I can spend hours and hours on games like a Geometry Wars style game where it's just high score chasing. Right. And I can do that endlessly. <laughs> just just trying to, can I do this more efficiently? And, and I don't, the narrative part kind of just gets in my way. Mm-hmm. Right. And well, I'll, that's an arcade game, right? The whole point is, is, right. is self-competition for, you know. Right. But I think that that style of game is like a lot of board games that I can play um, in a repeatable sense, right? That have no narrative. They're, right. They're not a legacy game. They're just a game I can pull out. They might be abstract, mm-hmm. right? And and you just chess. Well, yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> right. But I mean, there's there's a lot of games that where there's no narrative in the game at all, and I'm just trying to play my best game now. Yeah. And and that has a lot of appeal to me. And even with those games, I wonder when are you done with the game, right? Because it's an endless game. Like the, that, that game by does those sorts of games are by design are endless, mm-hmm. right? I mean, a, a Geometry Space Invaders, Pac Man, mm-hmm. 
whatever. I mean, I mean, I guess Pac-Man's endless for all practical purposes, I mean, <laughs> unless you're, you know, Pac-Man God, but it's, it's mm. effectively endless. Right. Um, but I could play those Pac-Man championship games that they've had. Have you seen those? No, they haven't had a new one in a while, but every one of those I will play. Those are the only games where I will play until I have beaten every single board and your thumbs hurt. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because it's like, I could have done that a little bit better. I could have been more efficient turning that corner or, you know, how I comboed eating the ghost there and just trying to get a little bit better score. Right. And they'll put those things out there. So I am way more incentivized with, with games when they put like a, a high score challenge of, because I say, Oh, that must be possible. Right. It's like you right. get a, you get a thing for a hundred thousand points or whatever it is. Okay. So that must be possible. How do I do that? So like a leaderboard or just like high score, all time, high uh, score? either sort of, right. sort of thing. Um, and you know, I, I can do those endlessly. I mean, I, I was it over a month ago. I was talking about Alto's Odyssey. I'm still <laughs> playing that game, you know, on level 31 or whatever. And, you know, just try to get farther and farther and I'll, I'll just keep going at those endless games. And I would way rather do that than something that, you know, has, has this end. Although if it has an end, I, I'm, I'm cool with that. Like I'll, I'll play it to the end and I see the credits roll and then I'll move on. And then I kind of, um, but the other way that how do I know when I'm done with a game comes up is, you know, I have a large collection of, of tabletop games and I'm in the process of figuring out which games to, you know, move out, trade, sell, try to, you know, I get about a list of about 30, 35 that I'm trying to move. And the family doesn't want to play them anymore. Or they just never were. We played them once or twice and they eh. just didn't work out. There's, eh. you know, I think I've mentioned this before. I try to find... Um, if, if I, if I say I would rather play X every time over Y, then right. Y needs to go. Right. Because what's, why have it? Unless right. it has some special meaning, which only a very few games do. And so, you know, you try to, try to move those out and, you know, everyone's got their own thing of, of when they're, when they're done with them. I guess that's what I decide there is, is, you know, is there are certain games I haven't played in three, four years, but I really want to get to the table, but they just don't right am i am i done with them should i get rid of them will i feel better you know i don't know it's it's uh probably probably. i mean at that point it's a it's a someday oh god i just just, (laughs) it's it's um essentially a someday maybe list which is you know from the uh the crazy world of uh well it's like buying steam games and they don't get played it's the same. It's the same yeah. symptom, right? Well, it's it's putting things on your Netflix queue that you're never going to watch. Exactly, right? <laughs> but it's a to do list, right? Like it's a it's a to do list, but there are things that you know are you're never going to get to. So uh, they books, might as well books not be you're not going to read, right. movies you're not going to watch, TV shows you're not going to watch, mm-hmm. games you're not going to play. I mean, we just hoard, we hoard these things like in a, some virtual way, some physical way. You know, it's, steep- it's it's almost like we did a podcast episode about this before we pivoted our podcast back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I I don't know. I I think I think it goes to why you're interested in something, mm-hmm. right? Um I mean, uh, honestly, from a practical perspective, if it is a thing that you're putting on a list that you're never going to touch, then you should get rid of it, I right. think is unless it's, you know, got serious sentimental value. I mean, just as a adult maybe. Right. <laughs> or a, a person that's trying to have at least me less things in his house. Um, right. I have a lot of things in some time. I was over at someone's house the other day and 
they had it was it, I was like I thought they were moving. It was like the opposite of my house. I have like oh. so much stuff in my house. And I, I was empty. You mean it was yeah, empty? Yeah, it was. I it was insulted totally someone. I, I remember this to this day, and I, I I thought I was giving someone a compliment. Um, in college, I walked in. I was walked into somebody's dorm room with someone else. And I was, they were they had like nothing. They had their school books, yeah, and they had a little closet. And I had like just crap. Like I built structures, and like it was just asinine. And I was like, "Wow, this is I'm really impressed. This is a really Spartan room." Mm-hmm. And the guy was so angry with me. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was so insulting. Because you said it was Spartan. Yeah, and I was like, "I'm, I'm, but, I mean, I'm isn't envious. that the definition of Spartan?" I mean, is that what the word means? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember the context. Okay. Well, anyway, right? like, I didn't. I didn't mean this in a in a negative way. No. I was just like, wow, like this is someone with teenage kids, you know, family. I mean, it wasn't like someone living on their own. And they're was, organized and they're <laughs> they're adulting. I, mean, I was just, I was just like, wow, <laughs> like this is a completely different lifestyle than I have in my house. Like, I mean, I collect things, I guess. And, <laughs> you know, I was like, this is really different, and I was, uh, I was just a little stunned. I was like, this. Other people cool. are freaking weird. Isn't that strange? Uh, it wasn't weird. It was just, it was just <laughs> different. It was just different than me. It's and uh, and I I was trying to imagine. I was like, well, I would have all the space to put things. You know, it's like so. Um, <laughs> anyway, getting just just kind of back to you know, kind of being done with 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 certain games. I, um, when you if you were to play like some other narrative game, like if you played like you know that Life is Strange game or something like that, where it's or like um something that you're probably not going to play again i mean there's almost not i mean there's gameplay to life is strange right um have we talked about life is strange before i don't think so um yeah so i mean there's sort life of is strange is, is the is the the game about the girl who's in like art school or something right and she has kind of this ability to control time, time. in certain yeah. scenarios um but it's kind of constrained and and um it's kind of a branching narrative sort of game and so once you've kind of gone down your uh or you right like you can say something but then you can take it back by going back in time yeah well except for when your time powers are not spoiler okay you know doing what they need to do um it's what i call it's what i jokingly call tell my wife i'm gonna play the teenage girl simulation right, game right because right. you're what it is because <laughs> you're you look through a journal you, you do and yeah. then you talk to her friends yep. and you deal with problems and and it's i played the whole game and i liked it i, I, did, it was, I did not i i did not play the whole game i, I don't there, know if i liked it or so not. at the time that game came out and hopefully we haven't talked about it before at the time that game came out there was a lot not a lot but there was a lot of criticism about the game having a mainly male um like coming from like a male studio but having female characters is is the only this is a big that they didn't involve women correct in the, in the writing, in the writing. Okay. Gotcha. so that that's i guess in terms of criticism of uh, other people's criticism about that game that's what i remember but i for one i i not being a woman enjoyed the the game a lot um but we were talking about it for a reason. Sorry. Oh, you were asking me if I, if I would replay it. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since yeah. you didn't finish it. Yes. Right. <laughs> um, I would not. And I would not because it's um, it it doesn't have a whole lot of – it's more experience than gamey. So when you were done, you were done. I was done. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, and whereas – And you were good with that. You liked it. It's like, yeah. yeah. I, 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 it's a game I enjoyed. Right. I thought it was creative and, and interesting and – I thought it had, you know, fun art. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not played the sequel, actually. I forgot about the sequel. 
um or the prequel or whatever mm-hmm. um but something like isolation which i know i keep saying i'll play again and again because there are a lot of game so you have the narrative aspects to it right but they're game like there's randomization but there's also skill challenges whereas i don't feel like there were a lot of skill based challenges right mm-hmm. so there there was a there's an arcadey kind of aspect to it i mean it's obviously not an arcade yeah. game um uh, whereas life is strange there's so that's a, decisions so, right yeah yeah so so i'm gonna i'm gonna segue into seventh continent here because i think it's it's just interesting how you replay some of these games and, mm. and the big, the big question when it comes to legacy games or, or the puzzle games or this sort of exploration game that seventh continent is, which I'll, I'll talk about what it is. Is there a Cthulhu face on the side of that box? Uh, I think there is. Oh, wow. Sorry. I got uh, distracted. No, it's fine. Um, I think that the question that people always say is you'll find these in the forums is how's the replayability? Like everyone wants to know, are they going to get the yeah. money's worth? Do, like, I, can, do I get to play this forever? Do I get to play this forever? Right. <laughs> is this going to be like Civ? Right. Can I, can I just play this forever and ever and ever? And the answer is yes and no. Right. I mean, I, I think that you could, I mean, it, if you said, could you play last of us forever and ever? Someone would say, well, no, you play it, you play it. But if you want to go back and revisit the world, right. you're welcome to go back and revisit the world and spend time in it and, and experience that world, right? right? And I think whether you do or not comes down to the sort of narrative style of the game and the, the richness of the world that's being created. Okay? Yeah, and, and, I, I, and I would add to that, I think having some challenge involved, right? Absolutely. Adds that to Absolutely, it. right. So, right, it's not just going through and, and every door opens for you when you find the magic hotspot. Right, like but you, you get to... a different result, right? Like you get the sad result versus a whatever result. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And so, and so you need, you need that um, bit of uncertainty um, mm-hmm. in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that uncertainty is, is what makes it interesting. Um, so in Seventh Continent, so Seventh Continent is a Kickstarter uh, game that just did a second print. Uh, it is not going to retail. So it was, they did a first Kickstarter. Oh. They did a second. They're not going to do uh, retail at all. I, it made millions. It was, perhaps the biggest <laughs> Kickstarter um, uh, tabletop game to date yet, I think, um, surpassing Gloomhaven in, in gross uh, money raised. So when you say not going to retail... They are th- not going to sell this in stores. But they will sell it to me if I want to buy it from their website or something. It is purchasable. It's just it's not I, only Kickstarterable. Well, correct, but I don't even know... Um, if I think once they're gone, they're gone. They're like not planning to, Oh, they're not going to do another printing. All yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, whatever. So you can find them. Um, and it was pricey. I mean, it was, you know, it was in the 120 range. Wow. Right. So it was a lot. I don't know if the box is that nice. <laughs> it is a cool box. It's a sweet box. Um, so what seventh continent is a, is it's an exploration game of the seventh continent. It's set kind of the Jules Verne sort of, era right so it's got like lost world lost world exactly so the characters in it um i mean the some of the characters i don't know but it's got like victor frankenstein and it's got hp lovecraft as a playable character <laughs> um and there's the other characters but i'm not well versed enough in that robert howard era but it's got those those sorts of characters <laughs> i think there's like six or seven different characters you can play and it's got this like sort of lost world exploration and it is a cooperative game. You can play it by yourself or you could play with up to three other people. It is very low on the mechanics. So it's not real rigid in terms of like a pandemic where it's my turn, then it's your turn and 
and we go around the table and the game is constraining you in that way. Right. Uh, it can be anybody's turn, uh, whoever you want to be the active player. There's a little bit more risk with being the active player, but if you're not involved in doing something, you can't build your skills do at the same time. So a little I bit of risk reward there. Just elbow you in the kidney to become the out? Just like... No, you just, just all grab kind of, the stuff or so like, far we've, we've played twice and uh-huh. both times we've, we played once for two hours and once for about an hour and a half. So I got only about three and a half hours into okay. it. Um, the game, the base game, I also got bought an expansion, which has come later this year. Cause I figured I might as well just get it if I'm going to get it. Um, cause it won't be sold anywhere. So the base <laughs> game comes with four curses or like scenarios. Oh, you bought, you bought the expansion. I bought the expansion, which has like three more. All right. So I'll have like seven. But what's interesting about it is that it's a continent. So no matter what scenario you're playing, you might be starting in a different spot on the continent, but you're exploring the continent. So there's this like memory of coming back to different places on the continent and not things aren't always the same. So they have an an element of uncertainty in it Hmm. where some things will be the same, but some things will not be the same. Like the geography will be the same, but the the inhabitants will be different could be different because some of the way the exploration works so the exploration works has random cards so it's not a board per se it's these square cards um build the board that that you kind of build the board and it you know it's like like large tiles Mm -hmm. uh, cards and you're you know placing them out orthogonally to one another and and moving and the cards are also have a a hidden puzzle element to it as well so you have to like look on the cards so the things on the cards matter so there'll be hidden numbers that they will like where where's Waldo sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Really? Yeah. So it'll be like if you can find the number on there, it might say like one forty two. Well, that means that you've actually found like a, a hole in the tree, you know, and you go get card one forty two and overlay it, and now you have a new thing and maybe you reach in there and find huh. you know, flint or something to make a fire, right? And it's it's just got a lot of really um interesting aspects. It's it's got things where you want to do some things together as a team. You want to do some things apart. The game sets up and tears down in about five minutes. It's got like so, a brilliant little save system of, of how it works. Um, and you're done with it. I'm not done with it. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I pretty much want to play this game all the time. And I, um, we played the first game with the four of us, the family, both kids. And then I thought uh, my son was into it. And then he said he'd rather not. So then just my daughter and my wife and I played. Mm-hmm. And I think the three of us will continue on uh we're probably going to die <laughs> <laughs> do you die do you do you resurrect characters and that sort of thing you basically so the whole conceit of the game is that you are these explorers that have been there before mm-hmm. and, you know and i'm not exactly sure what it means when you die i mean i haven't found out how what the narrative is at that point but then you go back and it's already part of like i said it's already part of that conceit that you know some of the things because before you've played the game the first time you were supposed to have been to this continent before oh right so, so that's the that's the story to, you're revisiting exactly right uh. and you're trying to lift this curse um it's the first curse is like the curse of the voracious goddess or whatever it is and it's cool it comes with a little a little like you know scribble drawn map you know like a treasure map right. and you're trying but you're trying to place that of, of how it works so it's got treasure. so many different elements of kind of this hidden object it's got um you know, figuring out how to use it's this hand management of figuring out how to use the the skills and the items that you have mm. right to hunt because I, I might find a bow or I might find some things to hunt with, and so you know that can be useful. But your items are consumable, and so you're trying to figure out 
how to keep everything going and keep exploring. Huh. And it's it's an absolutely brilliant system. And uh, so when I think about, you know, am I done with this game? What's the replayability? Again, I've only played three and a half hours of it, which is not a lot for how much is in this box. This is the game where it says, you know, the time played can be five to <sighs> thousand minutes or whatever. And I can, it's true. But be- it's, but it, so, but there's scenarios, right? They are like- scenarios. Yes. There's four scenarios. And so to win those scenarios, you trying to, to get there. So I believe even if you had solved it, you would still have to make your way back through. And if you did it with different characters, you'd have different items and, You'd have a general idea of where to go, but it would still have that challenge that you were talking about, mm-hmm. right? It would have that unchallenge, and it would also have that uncertainty because the exploration cards that you encounter, one time there might be a forest fire over here, and another time it might be, you know, a hot spring. Like, right, and it, it also sounds like you make your own narrative, kind of, I mean, things, events happen, right? And you have objectives and that sort of thing, but but like a, having a narrative that kind of derives from a D and D scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Like where you're like, oh, remember when we, right? Were, right. So you right. you get that kind of aspect of yep. of the in uh, in the the some of the thematics of how they accomplish that are really clever. So for instance, there's a couple of the the base skill cards. One of them is called Remember, and another one is called Think. So if you play the Remember card, <laughs> no, if you play the Remember card, you get to go back and look through some of the used cards that you've used already right so it's like you're remembering how to create the fire right whereas think is you're looking forward and it's like you're you know trying to think hard of of, you're burning through cards Mm -hmm. but you might get that spark of an idea right and so that's kind of a a cool way that they've worked in the theme of the skills and it's not just like draw a card search the discard you know i mean it's not just this raw mechanic they've they've tried to in every way bring it all together and in every one of the the cards when you have a new location, it's got good writing on it. It's like describing the thing, and then mm-hmm. it's got this really cool art. I show you, you know, just yeah. one of them. I mean, the art is. I, you fantastic. just need to show me the cover of the box, and I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool, right? So it's it's a really rich game, and and when I think about um, a place that has you know this this world that you just it invites you to explore, and it's a lot like playing a video game on a tabletop because like i said you can save it and set it up very quickly right it's like a loading screen right i mean certainly quicker than some loading screens god of war no loading screens really yeah awesome um and and and, and what's interesting about the the save game is when you save you need to save because if you've exhausted say all the hunting or fishing resources mm-hmm. you will need to save it's kind of every session is considered like a day right you kind of need things to kind of restock but the problem so that's the good side of 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 going to sleep for the night in the game mm-hmm. and that, you know, you're putting the game away for the, for the time being. But if you, if you do that, the fog of war, you know, kind of right. comes back. Right. right. So you, then you need to re-explore and sort of, that's the, <laughs> that's, that's the thing where, where yesterday this was here and now today it's not. And it's like, part of that is just the world changing, but part <laughs> of it is also, is this place cursed? Like, wasn't there a path there before? This is funny. This is this an is cool. original Resident Evil mechanic in okay. the first Resident Evil game where you're essentially um it's been so long since I've done it. But you were essentially punished for saving games. Okay. Right? Like you, in that way. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, in a in a in in the way that you your ability to get to good endings is is decreased the more that you save the game. Mm-hmm. So this is a board game kind of you're it's a different form of punishment, but you're like, well, you can save the game, but uh mm-hmm. The seventh continent will have revenge. <laughs> and, and and I'm always drawn to the narrative 
tabletop games and I often I want them to be better than they are. And, and a lot of times it'll be like, okay, turn to page 542 and read this thing. And it ends mm. up like telling a story and, and it doesn't have that immersiveness. And right. this, this does that. You're right? kind of tired when you, you, you pick up a card and it's got a bunch of words on it. And you go, <sighs> it's, it is. So in a different way, it, it manages the immersiveness that consulting detective does with the newspaper. Right. It, it, it puts you in the world in that way rather than just somebody reading out of a big book. Right, and that's what's I think is is really interesting. And um, I'm I, if you're interested, we'll definitely have to. You know, I mean, it seems like you are. So we'll yeah, give no, it, a shot. it sounds fun. I think the fact that, that it has this where where's Waldo aspect is is the thing that intrigues me. Yeah, un, unreasonable levels of well, it, oh, it, you have to pay attention and look at all the pretty pictures. It comes with a little square magnifying glass. Oh even. no! So <laughs> so absolutely right because you're sometimes trying to spot a particular type of plant. Right, because you know something about you. You discovered something about a plant, and you have this on some other card, and it's and so now you're looking on these cards as like, is there is a the plant clover? there? Exactly. Mm. So. so that's that's Seventh Continent. This is, um, I believe, by a, I, I want to say it was by a French designer, um, and I don't know that they've really done anything else. And you know, I got it off the second printing. I hadn't even really heard about it on the first printing, and it's it's just. It's just super cool. So um, if if you're if you have it, uh, you know, good for you. If if you don't, <laughs> find someone who who does because it's not something you could pick up easily. Yeah, and if you so. have 120 bucks and the secret to the website, and there, you, yeah, yeah. So so it doesn't sound like you're gonna be done playing it anytime soon. And play it for long, off and on. Well, we'll, 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 we'll see. see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe it'll be subsumed by the next awesome Kickstarter that people spent four thousand hours designing and <laughs> stuff. So. Well, I mean, if you're going to put that much time into it and you get five or six million dollars off your Kickstarter, I mean, I guess you deserve it. That's great. I mean, good sure. job. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like Gloomhaven, all the work that yeah. went into that, right? It's the same type of thing. Such a big box of awesomeness. No, they're both they're both pretty cool. So load screens, huh? Load screens. Load screens. Is that what uh, God of War has a lot of load screens? <laughs> no. So I haven't read much about God of War, and and all I've read is that it is the most amazing game for PS4. Full stop. It's really pretty. Yeah. It's really pretty. It's really good looking. I um so I didn't originally play the the first couple um until they came out on PS3. Like there was some sale where I got the first couple God of War games super cheaply and I played played them for Is this the fourth? I think this is four. Okay. Yeah. Um but I guess that's my way of saying I've never been a big fan of these games, not for a hatred of them or anything else. Mm-hmm. But um I just didn't really get into them. And then I got them for like five bucks a piece or something and, and I played them and then I put them down at some random point. Did but you finish them? I don't did the credits think roll. So I don't remember. <laughs> I don't it was one of those things like I'm tired and I have an yeah. hour, I'll sit on the couch and I'll slash things with this this Kratos guy that runs around and slashes things and right. you know, it's it, it was kind of you know, hacky slashy, mm-hmm. not very thoughtful that way. Um, and it's a get, pure single player experience. It is a, I mean, so far. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. as far as I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a pure single player, third person sort of game. Um, and what briefly I've heard about, so I bought it because I was like, I need to play something. And I saw the reviews, mm-hmm. like anything that's that kind of highly reviewed on Metacritic, I, I usually would consider buying. Um, and it's a third person hacky slash game. And I was like, eh, sure. 
Um, but what I'd heard was that it was compared again to last of us. And I think for two reasons, um, one of the things that the naughty dog games do, um, that I'm, I'm not sure if you can really say is their innovation, but was one of the things that they're known for, maybe it was their innovation is they don't really have loading screens once the game starts. Okay. So yeah. they'll have cutscenes. Oh, that's right. I've read about this. It's like a single cut. Or is the whole game like that, where it's like a? There's no. I mean, there's not really any loading things, right? Like so, and 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 the the Uncharted games are like this, and Last of Us is kind of like this, and um, assuming I'm assuming my, I haven't played Uncharted one for a while. I know you gave it a brief try, um, but I I think that was one of the the things they were known for was kind of maxing out that that company was known for maxing out the yeah. PlayStation hardware. Okay. And not having these loading screens. And, and so that's been one of the things, right? It's a third-person game. They're third-person games. Um, but it's been compared to Last of Us. And again, I, like, like I said, I haven't read any full articles. Yeah, on it. Yeah. it just seemed like tweets and things. Um, and Last of Us is very, it's a very kind of, I don't want to say parental game. But a lot of the game is about the main characters, you know, coming to terms with his relationship with his um, child. Sort of child not and, not and his, god of war has a similar theme and and god of war has a similar theme where you have kratos the um <laughs> the the spartan main character son of zeus whatever mm-hmm. um has a kid in this game and so the game because no Who shoots one, arrows right he's, he's like the kid the, shoots, arrows. shoots arrows so you right. have a you're just square for the playstation players square will will cause atreus which is uh a pretty uh no that's an old school name yeah. for uh yeah the the original atreides yep if you want to go really back in your greeks um so he shoots arrows the kid shoots arrows mm-hmm. yeah, um kratos who is a greek character in all the other games is in this north norse 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 so i called it germanic and you made fun of me <laughs> i didn't make fun of you i was just wondering if you called it germanic for our listeners, for... sometimes I get in trouble with Jason for assuming he knows things as opposed to assuming he doesn't know things. Normally, one is an asshole. When you assume people are ignorant, I assume people know things, and that makes me a jerk. Um, so it, it's it's part of what people call the Norse mythology or the Germanic mis- mythology. I'm just saying right? like, so... most people would call it Norse mythology. <laughs> You called it Germanic, and I'm like, are you being pedantic, or are you, you know, like, I know that this has that guy in it who <laughs> came from the old Norse, and I don't know what that, I mean, I so, just don't care. It's Norse. Sometimes Jason forgets that I have three piles of religious books on my wall, but, um, <laughs> so anyway, we were making fun of each other because I used a word, and I bet you Wikipedia agrees with me, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um... Norse mythology, so Odin, yep. Thor, Loki, Loki, Balder, th- th- those Freya, th- those sort right. of things. So right. Wo- Wotan, Asgard, and, yeah, Asgard, and all the guards, Midgard, and whatever. So if you if you've been keeping up with your <laughs> with your um, uh, Marvel movies, you're so you probably, get to fight Thor. Uh, not so far. Oh, man, who have I, you fought? I don't know. Um, I, I feel like I shouldn't say. It. So okay, I, all right, don't say. It. Well, you, you, I got to get this game. Yeah, it just so sounds amazing. It, it it's it's good looking. Um, it's kind of cute. They manage 
to make. Is it a boss fight game? Is it like yeah? A, okay, it's a boss. Fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a, you you hack and slash stuff, and you upgrade your weapons, and you upgrade your armor, and you, there's a bunch of different. But not not so pure like Shadow of the Colossus, where it is literally only boss fights. Only boss fights. No, I, and I haven't played Shadow of the Colossus, and I keep meaning to. Um, no, there are little little scruffy things to slash and there's, there's lots peons of, to beat there's up pots on. to break okay. to go All get right. stuff All out right. of and, right. and there's lots of tr- chests so one of the themes of the god of war series is all these chests uh that you go find and there's it's just it's very puzzly. like assassin's creed style is that what you mean by the chess um it's been so long since i played assassin's creed because the last couple kind of were terrible um i heard the origins is very good oh is it that's what i've heard I, but it's really really they good. emotionally scarred me by making it's me the it's the one in alexandria Oh wow! And, I, and yeah, and I heard they have like a museum mode where you—I haven't played it—where you can basically just go around. and It's like annotated, recreated Alexandrian, and they, supposedly very good. They but, spend a lot of effort on consultants on those games. Yeah, and it's—I've heard a lot of good things about Origins. So oh, I want to. Damn it! But no, it's it's too far down on the. Li- it's just in the queue, you know. Oh, I'll play it because I loved the first couple, and then yeah, they, they were good. Became. Build your house, and then oh, you need to go find some wood. I to build actually a door. played the one that was like in the Italy, like right after we had been to Italy. Oh yeah, and that was so cool because it was like <laughs> I've been there. Well, it's just really you know just that like yeah, I I know that building. You know, it's just really cool. It's better than playing it right before, and then you stab people in the dark alleys. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> this is where that guy <laughs> fell into a heap. Oh, yeah. I garroted that guy right over. Right. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Um, so, Kratos. There's no got, stealth in this, right? In no. Stealth game. There's no. Well, you know. can. No. Okay. Good. I mean, there's sort of. I don't like no. stealth games. What? I do like stealth games. Um, but. Yeah, so this is a, I'm a big burly guy. I swear some of the audio is sampled from Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like is he it? makes he makes some sounds that are totally not the same sounds that I would expect the the voice actor to make. Yeah. And I swear they're they're Schwarzenegger like like I can't I can't do them naturally. Um but yeah, it's it's fun. So it's I should play amazing. it. Amazing. Well, I don't know. I should play it. You should probably play it, but you should play you should play Witcher 3. Oh my god, but you're never going to play that. So I feel I feel like I'd be able to get into God of War more easily than Witcher Three. Although I think I would love Witcher Three. Yeah, Uh, but the problem is 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 Pillars of Eternity Two just came out. (laughs) So if I'm gonna, you're stuck. If I'm gonna go and like you know throw my life away into some (laughs) stupid RPG, it's probably gonna be that because that's a Infinity Engine game mm. you know what i'm talking about no oh like well you Bald- said this last time and I, it's, I'm it's, it's my... old like bioware like Baldur's oh Gate. the yeah, Baldur's yeah, yeah, gate yeah. style that's the infinity engine right and that's the, that was that was in blood sweat and pixels the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah 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 it's that style of game i remember now where and, those words come from yeah i'm those those games i would go and hunt down every side thing in those games actually like the icewind dale and yeah, yeah, yeah i really yeah, like yeah. those a lot yeah those are a lot of fun so why why those I don't know. I, I think because I, you know, the the characters, I mean, the first Baller's Gate was just, the characters in that were just incredible. And I think I just get into the story and you want to know more about the relationship between the characters and you get into, you pay attention to those conversations. The writing was really cool. Yeah. And so then you feel like, oh, we should go and do this side quest for you to go find whatever. And I, I don't know. Just, yeah. I, I got in, I got into that. That's, oh, 
Well, I'm just saying I get into that more than another lady who needs you to clean 10 rats out of her cellar, right? <laughs> I mean, let's just stop. I think you should at least play uh, some of Witcher 3 because the writing is it's pretty fun. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. Or maybe we'll find some YouTube videos or something. Um, I have too many Metacritic 95 plus games to play. I know. I have a, Zelda. It's a terrible problem. I have. Are you going to get a Switch? I, I still have it. I, I still have a Wii U, which I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to get a Switch, but um, maybe if I can dump these 35 games off my shelf. I'll 35, 35 games. That's your magic. <laughs> no, I'm just saying if I could dump those, then I'll just use that and I can get a Switch. That so. makes sense. That makes sense. Low, low prices. It's so, true. Yeah. Average price, $13. Yeah. Yeah. And you still can't no one will no one will trade games with you? No, I mean I I'll I will. It just takes time. It's just tedious to to do <laughs> to to trade games. I don't know. It's the whole trading thing is tough. Uh you gotta find someone local so you don't have to pay shipping. You don't have to bother shipping. Right. Just, so God of War I definitely wanna give that a shot. I have been playing and I just discovered yesterday <laughs> I've been playing tiny bubbles on my phone. I have not had well, I've been playing Alto's Odyssey for the last whatever since we recorded last um so i'm still playing that but i discovered tiny bubbles yesterday which is i guess it won like best game at south by southwest design whatever whatever it won a a bunch of awards um iphone game iphone game yeah ios i don't know if it's on android or not but i know it's an ios game uh really cool sort of relaxing music you are uh you are a uh a hand that is there's bubbles on the screen and they get colors and they're red, blue, yellow, purple, green, and orange and brown. And you're touching them and it's very relaxing. There's nice music and it's bubbles in the water and it's got a really, really cool bubbles physics engine. So you can, <laughs> you can pop the bubbles and they kind of like reform around each other and, and you're trying to mix them. The goal of the game, it's, it's like a match game. So you're trying to match the bubbles, but it's not like match three in the sense of the, the grid or the hexes like you'd have in a normal you know, match, match three style game. This has got these bubbles that are of different sizes. So it's not like bubble witch or something where they're all exactly the same size. And they're connected. They're, they're in all a big, connected. It's all in a big, like a soap, like, yeah, it's a, like a big soap. Yes. Soap it's like thing. a big soap, a uh, big handful of soap, like all these <laughs> bubbles. And some of the bubbles are big and some are small, but they're all different colors, which hopefully doesn't happen in your bathroom. And you, you can, and then you, you have a thing along the top. You have a, a like a, a band along the top that's telling you what color is next so that the next time you touch the bubble. So if there's a yellow bubble and, the, and blue ink is next and you touch a blank bubble, it'll be blue. But if you touch a yellow bubble, it'll be green. Oh. And if you touch a blue bubble, it'll just get bigger. Right. <laughs> and if you touch a purple bubble, it'll, it'll stay purple. But if you touch an orange bubble, it'll turn brown. Right. Because. So you have to know your primary color. You got to know your primary colors. Yep. And there's a, there's this little fish that goes underneath and he's making more bubbles. So sometimes it's time. Sometimes it's not. Brown bubbles seem bad. Yeah. And there's know. black bubbles, which can't be popped at all. Unpoppable bubbles. Unpoppable bubbles. Um, unbubbles. And it's, it's just a great puzzler. Kind of, it's, you know, if, if you like something like a two dots or mm. have you ever played two dots, no. no, something like that where, you know, you can play a little bit and it's just got hundreds of puzzles in there. Mm-hmm. You just keep, Going and going and going, um, like I showed it to Stacy, and she's just like, "Okay, now I'm addicted." So I, I knew I, the second I played, I'm like, "She's totally going to be addicted because uh-huh. it's anything that has 300 levels in it, and you can play popping bubbles." Yeah, and so of course, you know, I play for a bit, and then I tell her about it, and she's ten times as far as I am within like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it seemed like it seemed like you need headphones for that game because the do. music is very ambient. It kind is. of uh, what's yeah. the what's the like a spa? It's like spa music. Yeah, it's like it's like that music that you that you put on on one of those noise generators like next on your nightstand that you can buy those things. <laughs> they have them in hotel rooms. Yeah, right. You know, you hit yeah. the button and it like puts you to sleep. Yeah, it's that style of thing, and it's it's very relaxing and. So pop bubbles with spa music. It's called music. Tiny Bubbles. It's called Tiny Bubbles. Should uh, be a champagne game. I think it's like three bucks. They're not doing it right. So it's a fun little fun little <laughs> iOS game. And uh, playing that. <laughs> what what else are you uh, are you looking forward to playing? Any other games coming out soon? Um. So speaking of game of, of when are you done with games? Yeah, I opened up the the store last night, the PlayStation store. I did, and um, actually, I, and I opened up Steam for some reason. Um, but there was a narrative game that I'm blanking on that I saw on Steam that I I thought was interesting. I think that you, that you pointed me to, hmm. and now I don't remember where it is. But there's a another game on the PlayStation store. I think it's 20 bucks right now or 15 bucks. It's called Tacoma. I know. Does it ring a bell? Yeah. So like, I, like as in the T A C O M A, like the, well, no? I, I think so. I, okay. this is, I, sure. Everyone, I forgot my notes this time and I wrote them on paper instead of putting them on my iPhone. So everything's terrible. Oh no. Um, so it, it, it looks kind of narrative-y and, and, uh, it's got a lot of good reviews and it's kind of a space anxiety game hmm. with lots of characters. You, you'd have okay. to see it. Um, but I watched a brief trailer for it and I think, I think, and I'm probably getting the name wrong, okay. <laughs> which would be even better, but maybe, maybe that's next. But I, I, I looked at that and I was like, do I need to finish the last, the last couple hours of God of War? Do I do You're I? that close to finishing? I, so I was, like I said before, um, blah, blah, blah. I was sick all last weekend, like just I'm on the couch and I feel like crap and I can't move. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, that's what I did. I did that and I ate watermelon because my doctor said I should hydrate more and eat watermelon. So I was like, yeah. I wish my doctor would tell me to eat watermelon. Prescription watermelon. It was the best thing in the world. I went and bought two watermelons and I stuffed my fridge. So when I was at the house the other night where (laughs) it was, it was the very neat house that Right, there was watermelon, and so it was a wonderful experience because there it was in- key lime pie and watermelon, which are like <laughs> two of my favorite things Whoa. in the world. Yeah, so was, was it fantastic. was it uh, Japanese square watermelon? No, no, no. It was just it's not as organized as the rest of the house. It was just, it was just it's hard to organize a watermelon. Really? Which I mean, oh, if so you good. watermelon's one thing, if you leave it out on the plate in front of me, I kind of it'll disappear. It'll dry out. You got to eat it because you know how. You know how you guys always come over and we have candy from months and months and people right. are like, how can you never finish this candy? And I'm like, I don't finish it. And then like some people come over and they'll just eat all of my candy and I'm fine with that. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm like that with watermelon. It's like if you leave, if you leave it there and it's there, I will just keep going back and I, it's like, uh, I can't stop. I'm that way with sour candy. Hmm. Yeah. Sour candy. Irresistible. I, I am. Well, I have a lot of things, but on the shorter side, side of game, some of the other things I've been playing. Uh-huh. Um, so I've been playing Slay the Spire, which is a Steam game. It's on early release. It's a like a deck builder video game, but not a deck builder like a Hearthstone or it's not competitive. You're it's like a a like a dungeon climber style thing. So you're hmm. you're building your deck as you go and you're hmm. um facing uh deck builder in the sense of the tabletop style deck builders where you're adding cards to your deck and then you draw five and then you 
you know, you put those in your discard and you recycle your deck and you go through and you, you play things like that. Um, and after you, and it's, you go through the, the dungeon. So it's got a dungeon crawl sort of skeleton to it. Uh, you know, in, in merchants where you buy cards, mm-hmm. et cetera, and you're trying to go through, but there's, you're not playing against anybody. You're just playing against the game. And it's one of these things where you're trying to, you know, get to the end of act three. And then once you've done that, then you get to go to the next hardest level. Right. So it's just this, like it, the game just gets tougher type of thing. And you're trying to discover what combos of cards work well together. <laughs> and that, that game's a lot of fun. It's really cool art. It's got a pretty unique world. And, and that's, that's a lot of fun. That's on steam. I think that was like 15 on early release. I've, I've probably played 40 or some hours of that. So I've played right. that quite a bit. And they're still doing, you know, beta, uh, they're doing patch releases every Thursday. So there's new stuff every week, which is cool. So that's good. Um, and then I've also been playing this other game, Duelist, D-U-E-L-Y-S-T. I just play that a little bit um, every day. And that's kind of like more of a standard tactical battle game where you're collecting cards. You have a deck, but it's, it's there's dudes on a grid mm. that are fighting you know, kind of, it's not just like cards again. It's not like Hearthstone in that like I have cards in front of me and they're going against your cards. I'm actually on like an eight by eight grid and moving my guys around and, and that type of thing. And, and there's different factions and stuff. And I never put any money into those sorts of games. I've played a few of those. I've played like Feria. I've played the, the Elder Scrolls. The Elder Scrolls one is just cards, but Feria is like an actual tactical one. Hmm. So some of those games are are pretty fun. I usually like to to check those out. Um, I've been playing both of those. And then I think I was going to, this is an older game, probably at least like three years old, uh, Darkest Dungeon. Have you heard of that one? Mm, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it's been around a while. It's real, it's a dark theme, <laughs> dark theme game. Go figure. But it's a, it's a, it's a heavy turn-based kind of, um, you know, I think it's a, like a roguelike, but it's, I, I love the turn-based stuff. So pretty mm. much anything like that I'll, I'll go for. Um, so yeah, so those are, I think I was going to pick that up. It's been out, like I said, it's been on steam forever. You can probably get on good old games or humble bundle or whatever. <laughs> so probably check that out soon too. And tabletop wise, uh, what have we been playing? Um, got a couple of games in of PAX Renaissance this week, which was great. Like I said, I've been playing seventh continent and I have been playing a old game with my two old games with my daughter lately one that i used to play when i was a kid been playing a lot of rummy cube which is just like a oh, classic yeah. just you know tiles rummy mm-hmm. style thing and she loves that so we've been playing a, uh, a bunch of that the last few weeks and through the desert um which i should probably show to you that's a rainer canizia game it's 20 years old classic thing of these camels in the desert trying to like control the areas and get to the water holes and oasis and cool little um abstract game with camel pieces that look like candy so you'll have to check it out don't eat them so uh, yeah that's that's what's been on the table and that's what's been on the screen and uh it's it's been pretty good awesome cool sounds good thank you sir all right well we will see y'all next time you can catch me on twitter at at kegs i am on instagram at uh jkegs uh usually post pictures of games and stuff and what i'm playing what i'm looking forward to and we are context free our theme music is chocolate and cocaine by lorenzo's music check out lorenzo's music at lorenzosmusic.com context free is a is a contrarian content production uh find out more along with our various detailed wonderful 
show notes that contain lots of links about pretty much everything we discuss at contextfree.fm. Thanks.